This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is recovering from a breakup. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, signs you're not ready to date after a breakup, and Cosmo readers weigh in about whether or not it's okay to ask your significant other to delete pics of their ex. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener grappling with staying friends with her ex and another listener who has questions about pet sharing with an ex. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She is the co-founder of Onward, a post-breakup concierge service in New York City. The service is being talked about by everybody from Refinery29 to Good Morning America. Please welcome Lindsay Mech. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you because, you know, a lot of people, they struggle after a breakup and you have created an entire concierge service around this problem. So tell everybody exactly what is post-breakup concierge, how much does it cost, what does it provide? Sure, sure. Give us the down low. Yeah. So I think when my best friend and co-founder and I were coming up with this idea, our thought was, you know, again, uh, sort of coming out of our own breakups, uh, wouldn't it be amazing if there was like a Ghostbusters for breakups, right? Here's this like traumatic transitional life moment where you really need to call in the big the big guns to sort of get yourself, you know, out and onward. Um, and so we started thinking about, you know, what what were the main pain points in in leaving a, a long term relationship? And because you know we live in New York City, uh, one of the big points was moving out. You know, how do you quickly relocate if you're living together with a a partner? Um, you know, where do you go? How do you find housing? How do you set up your new life? Your you know, get off all the streaming accounts and all that kind of stuff and sort of start over. But then there's, of course, the second piece after logistics, which is holistics. Um, finding a therapist, finding a gym, sort of reacclimating yourself to society in a new phase. Because you um, might need a new gym if you, you, might need a if new you gym. worked out with your husband at the, or husband, boyfriend, boyfriend. At, the same, sure. at the same gym. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're could be a husband, I guess. Breakups, could, yeah. Breakups. Do you do both? We do both. We do okay. both. Um, you know, we see the primary folks in our service to be folks leaving breakups, not not divorces. Yeah, a lot of people end up turning their lawyers into their therapist and concierge, <laughs> yeah. which is probably a lot more expensive than hiring Lindsay's service. You probably, yeah, if you are getting through a divorce, just remember to use your divorce attorney just for the logistics. Sparingly, and the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use them sparingly and then uh, for, for all other issues, uh, maybe talk to Lindsay. Yeah. 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 We're, we're a lot more affordable than your divorce attorney. And hopefully <laughs> you don't need either of us, but, um, if you do, we offer 10 day, 30 day and three month plans to kind of get you moving. And our price points are a lot, a lot less, a lot less money. We're at like one ninety nine is our, is our entry point. Yeah. Uh, times that by like 10, you're talking about a divorce attorney. So <laughs> per hour, per, per hour. hour, right. What does one ninety nine covers? What chunk of time? So that's the 10 days. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's a really good deal for 10 days of someone helping you. Like I like, I feel like 199 is how much some therapists charge for like one session. Exactly. Exactly. And we're not, we're not your therapist, but you know, certainly we act in, in sort of a ambassadorial role. And you'll find a therapist. Exactly. That's yeah. I actually love that about your service that you guys don't claim to be like mental health 
you know, whatever, right. like you, you outsource to the people that are experts in each field, Absolutely. which is great. Yeah. That's one thing that's Angela and my pet peeve is like people pretending to be experts in a certain field. Like even when it comes to dating, Angela and I are very clear that we are not trained therapists. <laughs> right. Like this podcast is us giving best friend, big sister advice. And when we are talking about serious issues, that's when we have our experts on the show. Um, so we, we love that about you that you say you look to subject matter experts to guide from everything from fitness to finance to food prep. Uh, how do you find your and vet your experts that you bring in? So we've been really fortunate. We work out of the wing co-working spaces and we've found a lot of... Our- so do I. <laughs> love. Um, I'm a wing woman too. Love, woman. love my wing. <laughs> we love the wing. Uh, and they've been a great sort of resource uh, for finding the folks in our ecosystem. And we spend a lot of time like curating and vetting these folks. Like I would never recommend, you know, any any service that I myself wouldn't use. Um, and so we're, you know, we're looking for folks in financial planning and therapy and, uh, you know, moving companies that don't suck, which is, <laughs> is hard in New York. Um, so, you know, we spend a lot of time interviewing these folks and talking to them and making sure that they're, you know, that we're putting our members in the best hands possible for this moment. So you mentioned that this whole idea came from when you and your co-founder went through your own breakups. Mm-hmm. So how did that go from being like, yeah, I wish that was a <laughs> thing that existed to being like, let's make this a thing that exists? Uh, I I think, you know, it it was a weird, it was a weird moment. I went through my breakup right before the election uh, and I had been working for Hillary. Um, So (laughs) it was a very heartbreaking time uh, in my life. And as I was working with sort of Mika uh, in the sense that she had just recently gone through her breakup and we realized that we were like buying the same Ikea furniture and we we sort of had like the same logistic needs. We, We thought, oh my goodness, there are so many friends that, you know, as New Yorkers, she was actually in D.C., uh, you know, who we've helped through this experience that, you know, there's there's sort of like a, there's sort of like a scalable ro- roadmap to this. And you know, no one is tackling that. I mean, it's amazing. You can, you know, you can rent the runway for your fashion. You can fresh direct for your groceries. But when you're going through this... And I do all of that. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, you know, you, all of those things, you can go to these subject matter experts, but wouldn't it be amazing for this moment where, you know, and also New York is a city of transplants. We don't necessarily have our, you know, mom from Ohio down the street to like cart our mattress down four flights of stairs. And maybe even if she was here, we'd be embarrassed to ask her because, you know, uh, breakups come with like a certain sense of like stigma and embarrassment sometimes, which we don't love. Um, so wouldn't it be amazing if we could take the experience we had and make it be helpful for other people? Um, and so we started thinking about it. And both of us have backgrounds in project management. I was a Broadway producer for a long time. Um, oh, my God. Did Angela <laughs> know this before she booked you? Um, we'll have to talk about that later. Angela <laughs> is, um, I don't even, it's like Broadway junkie doesn't seem to suffice. A theater nerd. A theater, a theater nerd. nerd. We accept. We love. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, so me and I are both very, very big Broadway people. Um, she is a fan. Me as a, a former participant um in the carny world uh, wow. and and i think there's something very similar to broadway and breakups you know obviously a lot of high drama but also like the show must go on right like mm-hmm. you know the breakup is not the end of your life this is a transitional empowering moment and we're gonna figure it out you know we're gonna get you on stage and like get it done um and, and so I, I think there was something in that that we were like this service needs to exist so i guess we have to do it 
Your website lists the three phase process for coping with a breakup. Can you like walk us through what a typical sure um, what so, the steps are? Sure. Uh, as we're sort of finding, unfortunately, you know, no two breakups are the same in the same way that no two relationships are the same, but they do sort of seem to follow a a, a similar path, which is like the first step is always sort of the logistics piece. Like you're in this survival mode, and you gotta, you know, if you were living together, or if you have, you know, commingled anything, you gotta figure out how to take care of that. So. So we look at the logistics piece as being housing and moving and just your day to day, like a good place, a good place to sleep. You know, we, we charted this off of like the sort of psychological concept of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You need a place to sleep every night. You need a place to be. Um, and then the next phase we call the holistics phase, which is like, okay, you've gotten settled in, like, let's focus on your emotional and, and total well-being, you know, your physical well-being, you know, are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Um, but you know, with therapy, it'd be a good idea it would be finding a new place to work out, be a good new, good idea for you. Would it be helpful for you to start kind of engaging in your neighborhood in some way? And then finally, like what we call sort of the altruistic stage, which is, um, really just because we wanted to have three is icks at the end. Um, <laughs> but essentially like, okay, now that you've sort of gotten yourself together, like maybe dating is something you're interested in, mm -hmm. maybe like expanding your community, because a lot of times what happens in breakups is we lose, we lose a big portion, if not all of our community, you know, you don't have your ex's friends anymore, you don't have your ex's family anymore, you know, you sort of have to forge your new, your new sense of self and your new sense of tribe, you know, your new community out of that. So we focus on that as sort of the last, last piece of it. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of, or a couple of friends going through breakups right now and they're in therapy and something that they always say to me is like, I wish my therapist would just tell me what to do <laughs> because a therapist can't do that. Right. So we'll, will like a breakup concierge do that for you? A little bit. I mean, we're not, you know, we can't force their hand, but you know, we do try to kind of bumper car them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, we talk to them, we email with them, we're, we're trying to figure out what their pain points are and, and, you know, we're, we're not their therapists. We're not looking to like sort of stew on the, the backstory. We're looking to create forward momentum. So, you know, we're trying to like figure out, you know, okay, what are the patterns that are happening here? What are the resources you have to like get going? And whether that's like, okay, like maybe you should delete the, you know, unfollow that person on Facebook because every time it's triggering or, oh, you, they're still getting mail at your old place. Maybe it's time to like forward that mail and close up that account, you know? So it's like, it's very much focused on like what is best for you now and like, let's, let's get going on that. I love that because I do think sometimes you just need like, you need to hear those things, especially <laughs> love. specifically with like the social media stuff. Like someone just needs to tell you like unfriend that person. Right. <laughs> Seeing them is triggering for you. Right. It's bringing nothing good into your life. Totally. I have yeah. had my therapist like help me write emails though, but that's like as far as yeah. she'll go in terms of like telling me what to do. <laughs> right. right. Guiding. Guiding. Exactly. Guiding. All right. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and we're going to get more into all of your breakup tips and tricks later sure. on in the podcast. Uh, and, and next up is we're going to talk about what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Bombas. Did you know that socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters? Well, Bombas is on a mission to change that. They created the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. And for every pair of socks purchased, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. I love this. I love when companies do this. They are designed with special comfort innovations, colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. 
Bombas are perfect for the whole family. Get your hands on a pair of Bombas socks and your feet will thank you. I know that nobody appreciates comfy socks more than my BFF, Angela. I do. Because you know what? At the end of the day, you put a little lotion on your feet and then you put your comfy socks on. You're like an 85-year-old grandma in the body of a 30-year-old and I love you. You know what? A lot of my emotions I keep in my feet, I think. So when my feet are happy, Uh, I I think our acting teacher told us that. That is also true. I literally- We took an acting- we took an acting class together and what did they tell you? Well, because we we would like walk around and she was like, Angela, you walk on your tippy toes. You need to like put your feet flat on the ground. And then you did that and, and you I immediately cried. started crying. I've never seen anything like it. It was like watching someone get hypnotized. But this was like an acting coach. We weren't even like in therapy. She put her full foot on the ground and started bawling. Like try it, guys. Put your feet on the ground <laughs> and do it in some Bombas socks and you really are going to have an emotional experience. <laughs> so Bombas has donated uh, over 20 million pairs and counting. They're made from super soft natural cotton and every pair is designed with arch support, a uh, seamless toe and a cushioned footbed that's supportive but not too thick. I mean, do so much crying when I wear these socks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I would... I would love, I mean, I am laughing, but like, it's because I've seen it in person. It's real. It's a real thing. Um, They have these new merino wool socks that are designed to be breathable, dry, and never itchy. That's the thing. Most wool socks are so itchy. Right. And I'm like, I can't wear them, but but, uh, I like a no itchy wool sock. Exactly. It's really hard to find. So they've got them. They come in different colors, different patterns, length, styles. So whatever you like, they they got it. Check them out. Save 20% on your first purchase. Uh, when you shop at bombas.com slash single, that's bombas.com slash single to save 20%. That's spelled B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news for us to discuss? So I found a very relevant article on Elite Daily. It was Four Signs You're Not Ready to Date After Your Breakup, So Take It Easy by Sarah Ellis. Oh, I like this. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if uh, Lindsay ever... Ha- has to put like the pause on someone who's like ready to get to that like self-actualization like mm. up the Maslow you know <laughs> pyramid and she's like no you're not ready for the next step right or people that are holding back I don't know like I right. feel like I have a friend that that's kind of like not ready to date yet and we're all like go fly out of the, the nest um so for Elite Daily they spoke to uh Kate Galt who is a breakup expert and she says the number one sign that you're um that you are not ready to date again is that you still talk about your ex a lot. So if you find yourself bringing them up in casual conversation, if they're on your mind a lot, that's probably a sign. Yeah, you don't want to be that person that's on a first date that's like, and my ex, we went to <laughs> right Brazil together. And like you're probably going to be like comparing the person to your ex the whole time. For sure. Um, so number two is the thought of dating doesn't excite you. That's probably a good sign. They say if you approach the idea of dating with fear or with the perspective that you'll never find anyone again, you might not want to jump back in. Um, if you, it's, they say this is a sign that you need to buff up your platonic friendships, go out and do what you love and let go of finding a partner for right now. Um, that's something that we talk about a lot. I feel like that's like advice we give a lot. Is the focus on the you advice? Yes. Like pursue your hobby, hang out with your friends. Don't worry about dating. Um, Number three, you've been dating casually, but you aren't connecting with anyone. And number four, you're seeing someone new, but it just doesn't feel right. Um, Is there anything else? 
Oh my goodness. Does that sound right to you? I think that sounds 100% right. You know, I I feel like we, and it's interesting because we work with a lot of men. That seems to be sort of the trend now. A lot of our our members tend to be, the majority are male. Really? That actually shocks me. It shocks me too. I mean, it actually shocked me. I guess it's maybe because like, you know, they want to maybe like, I mean, not to like stereotype the men listening to this podcast, but like I, I can, at least the men that I know in my life, after a breakup, like it's kind of hard for them to like, you know, talk to their male friends maybe about sure. like the tough time they're going through and like really ask for advice and ask for the help they need. They kind of maybe feel like because our society needs men to be like tough and like masculine and and like it's sad. They maybe feel like they can't be vulnerable and ask for the help they need from those close to them. So then they... I'm glad that they're looking for like kind of like outward help or like a service that totally, can help them when totally. like, you know, maybe to their close friends and like coworkers and family members. They're like, oh, I'm fine. Like, you know, like she sucked anyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, 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 but in real life, they're like, hell, someone help me. I don't know where to live. I need a therapist. Like I, I can't go to my gym. Like, so I'm really glad that they actually are seeking yeah. help and yeah. the service that they need because it, I, I just assume this would be all women. Yeah. I but mean, maybe and, a and lot so of women I, like, right. like have no problem asking their friends yeah, for, the, for these type of things. Right. I think we've been socialized as women to go to our friends, to like listen to helpful podcasts, like to read the, you know, to read a lead daily and figure it out. And men just don't have that. But so what their, their tools tend to be is like to jump right in, like to yes. jump right into dating because like, you know, it's, it's painful and like, let me just, just you know, this is going to get me to move on the, in the most quick, quick way possible. And what it, you know, certainly leads to is that they're, they're not addressing the underlying issues. You know, what, what, what was it about this relationship that didn't work out? And like, what can I learn from it? You know, how can I be a better person because of this, like, quote, job experience I just had. And then I always think about the person who goes on the date with that person, person. who is yeah. not emotionally ready to be there, but yeah. the date goes well and then it doesn't work out. And you're like, what did I do? <laughs> right. It's like, no, they shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have been place. there. Right, right. It was a bad, right. So, so I completely agree with those four tips. I think, you know, give yourself the time, give yourself the space, like allow yourself to like heal as a person before you just like jump right back in and you're maybe not in the place to, to do that. I like that. Yeah. Um, you want to know what I've been reading? Yes. Our favorite Cosmo. Sexy. So I was reading an article by Karina Heisch. Would you ask your significant other to delete photos of their ex from social media? Quick, yes or no around the table. Angela? Um, would I ask? No, I don't think I would. No. Okay. I don't think I would either. No. I think I would want to, but yeah. I wouldn't have the guts to. Uh, but being on the other side, like if somebody deleted pictures of me, which one of my exes did, it's I'm hurtful. Like pissed and hurtful. I, I didn't delete pictures because my ex and I, we like did cool shit together. We like went to Wimbledon. We went to London. I was like, I'm not deleting all my London like Wimbledon pictures and like, you know, because we broke up, whatever. Anyway, so they asked this question to eight Cosmo readers uh, and I, I figured I'd read a couple of their answers and Great. to see what your guys' thoughts were. So disagreeing with with you two was the yes side. Uh, so one person, Anna, she's 36 years old. She said, I've asked this of my current partner actually when I was 29 and my ex when, when uh, they were 24. 
Anyways, so much younger. She's right. admitting that she did this a long time ago. She has a history. Yeah. Uh, as their past with their exes were starting to negatively affect our current relationship. It's not as I asked them so that I could pretend they'd never been with someone before, but more because those relationships left lasting bad effects on my partners. Had things with their exes in both situations ended on good terms, I wouldn't have asked. Removing their photos was more like the closing of a chapter so that we could start writing our own together. So it sounds like maybe like the the person she was with was maybe like dwelling on the ex and he was like, oh, my ex sucked. Like who knows what, maybe she cheated on him. And so like, she was like, you know, this might be good for you to just delete those pictures, which I could understand. Yeah, that yeah. seems like a little like Marie Kondo advice. Like, yeah. This is not, you know, bringing me joy anymore. And, and maybe it's actually like negatively impacting my current relationship. That makes sense. It wasn't like a jealousy thing. Right. At least that's what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> she's oh, not admitting. Yeah. Yet. I'm going to read one more yes answer. Uh, she said, keeping up pictures of your ex is weird. So this is a very strong opinion that, that differs from you guys. Uh, if I'm If a guy I'm dating still has pictures up of his ex, that would mean to me that he's not over her and is still holding out hope that he has feelings for her if you got divorced you wouldn't still have your wedding portraits hung up over your house so there's no reason to keep those photos up on instagram for the whole world to see i would be really offended if i was someone's girlfriend and he still had pictures up of his ex especially multiple exes it would make it seem like i'm just another girl to add to his album of girlfriends and that i'm not special that's lauren she's 24 and i, I get that i mean we you know with instagram and social media and it is like it's it's like, well, you know, back in the day, if we were in like the 80s or the 90s, it'd be like putting pictures up around your house. And this is like the equivalent to that. But, you know, to argue against Lauren, who's 24, if you had an album I of of is someone you were you were with, like, I don't think you'd burn the album per se. I mean, like maybe in like a in like a movie, you know, and um, but you would maybe like put it away in the top shelf and there's right. no real version of that. So I think maybe what I would do, because I get that, like you don't want to just look like it's like one girl and then the next. Maybe if you break up with someone, post a lot of pictures of the sunset for a while. Right. So there's a big... Move them down. Move them down. Move them down the feed so that there's no, you know, X and then the next girl right after it. Like post a lot of pictures of puppies and your food and sunsets. So that shit gets moved way down in the feed. What, yeah. what do you guys think? I, a social media buffer, I think, is, is smart. I guess, yeah, this is definitely one of those things where context matters. And if you're like the kind of guy who has a new girlfriend every month and every month there's a new picture up. <laughs> Awkward. Then, yeah, that's like, you would be like, I feel weird about this. Maybe yeah. delete some of these. Put, you know, post pictures of books you're reading. This is my favorite book <laughs> this week. This is my acai bowl. Right. A more well-rounded look at your life. <laughs> right, what do, right. What do you think? Am I giving good advice? Yeah. No, I think that's that's really great. I would add to that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, your brunch. Like, any anything else that we can add to, like, because I also, like, with, with Instagram, it's, like, there's, you're not pulling up feet. Like, I know, like, Facebook does that thing, like, where it's, the, like, five years ago this day. But, like, most of the stuff, like, I don't curate my Instagram feed in no. that way. Like, I'm not, you know, there are pictures of my ex-boyfriend somewhere on there. And, like, I just I don't know it's not top of mind in the same it's way so far down the feed at this point it right. doesn't it doesn't matter I think you're more like a like I mean I guess it depends if you were this is maybe why you shouldn't post like you know oh my god I love you like I'm gonna <laughs> marry this you know per, like right. don't go overboard in the captions a little right. bit because then may, maybe change some captions if you did that you sure, know or sure. Delete, delete that you could delete the captions maybe mm, but yeah I think you're a little like it's a little a little weird and maybe feels a little um like like vengeful to like 
to like erase somebody's history on your feed. Right, right. bump them down. Just bump them down. Yep. (laughs) All right, it's time to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Orate. Orate is fine jewelry made in New York City, founded by women for women. Pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find. I was going through their website there's so many pieces I want, Angela. I love, I'm really into pearls right now. And they have these really gorgeous pearl earrings. I also have just been wearing like simple gold chains. And they had like a cute gold chain that has like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, it's like pretty big loops mm-hmm. in the chain. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. And honestly, I love that it's so affordable because like some stuff is just trendy and like, you know, pearls might be in one minute and then you're over them the next. So like, but they have a lot of like 14 karat gold stuff that like, won't get messed up when you get it wet, you know? Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's like night, really nice stuff, but affordable because they've like hacked the jewelry market. Amazing. So Orate's gold feels substantial and the diamonds sparkle and shine. It is totally high quality and so beautiful. Because Orate sells direct to you without the middleman markup, they can offer the same quality as traditional Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost. Also, Orate is ethically made in New York City, empowering women with the best jewelry options without sacrificing style. So we we love that. We love a buy women for women situation. I love it. I love women, you know, women created brands. And, you know, I'm sick of like men creating shit. Some men will create nice stuff. There's a few like male (laughs) fashion designers I'm into. But I love when like, you know, women know women. Yes. Very often if I try something on that is like uncomfortable or just looks weird or fits weird, I'm like, a man made this. (laughs) No woman would do this to another woman. That's right. And Orate is by women for women. For 15% off your first Orate purchase, go to oratenewyork.com slash single and use promo code single. Let me tell you how you spell Orate. It's A-U-R-A-T. T-E, newyork.com. So that's 15% off your first Orate purchase. Go to oratenewyork.com slash single and use promo code single. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. I love Lola because I just, it makes me feel bad when I think about how long it was that I was putting like bad stuff up my vagina, like toxic chemicals and things that others, you know, ones you see in, in your, in the stores have. And, and, and now I'm not doing that. And I wish that I had thought about this when I was in my teens, but it just wasn't something that I was thinking about. Right. Well, it's honestly not something that any of us were even aware of. It's kind of scary. So it's nice that Lola's like bringing it to our attention. I have my period right now. So this commercial is very close to my heart. <laughs> and, you mean <laughs> close, close to your to my, vagina? Close to my vagina. Uh, you know, like when it's that time of the month, like you're just not feeling your best. So you want to like put good things in your vagina your and you don't want vagina. You, you also like when you have your period the last thing you want is to open your cabinet and be like oh my god are you kidding me i don't have any tampons and so they come every month which i love you know they make your month easier they their subscription is customizable you choose your mix of products your mix of absorbency your number of boxes your frequency of delivery and they're very fl- flexible you can like skip cancel your subscription anytime i just recently realized that I had to like up my subscription because I was underestimating how many tampons that I needed. Oh. And and like I love it was just so easy to do. Yeah, and you can pick your products. You choose from organic cotton tampons, which are available with a BPA-free plastic applicator or in in, in, in an environmentally 
uh, friendly non-applicator format. They also have pads and liners and an all-natural cleansing wipe. There's also the Sex by Lola line, which is great. You're um, very into this. I'm very into the lube that they have because it's the same whole same line of thinking like you want to be sure there's like good stuff in the stuff you're putting up in your vagina and they or do on that. a peen or on a peen so <laughs> <laughs> how many times can we say vagina and penis on this commercial I'll take a shot every time um you can add to your period subscription you can add your sex by lola products so everything is just conveniently delivered on your ideal schedule in addition to condoms and personal lubricant lola offers the aforementioned clem- cleansing wipes the wipes are are safe for use anywhere on the body. They are biodegradable, all natural. Um, they're perfect for a little midday refresh or some post-sex cleanup. I love it. Guys, get 40% off your first month subscription. Visit mylola.com and enter single 40 when you subscribe. That's 40% off your first month subscription. Visit mylola.com, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter single 40 when you subscribe. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week for Lindsay to help us answer? Okay, we have two breakup questions. We are so happy you're here to help us, Lindsay. Great, can't wait. Um, Our first listener is Nicholas, and Nicholas writes, I'm gay. My ex and I lived together years ago. I thought I was going to marry the kid, but turns out he lost interest months prior to ending. The breakup killed me, but I'm thankful for what it taught me. He recently told me he was single and wanted to hang out again and see where things go. I said that would be rough for me, but I'd rather have him as a friend than nothing. I tried on two dinner occasions, which went great, laughs and everything, not awkward at all. But after the second date, I texted him. Date in quotes, yeah, date which in I like. Quotes, <laughs> not a real date. I texted him as soon as I got to my car, ending things, saying it was too hard to look at him and see him as less than I used to see him. I don't know why I still love him. I don't know why I'd take him back, but I do think it's all a horrible idea if we kept talking. Do you think I did the right thing, cutting things off from him because I don't want to risk getting my heart hurt again? I know him well and can tell he's over me, which made the attempt at hanging out even more frustrating. Oh, my I goodness. I feel like probably we've all been there, right? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And and there's such the sense that like, you know, by continuing the relationship, you're sort of agreeing to something that that may be less than what you want and there's sort of always that sense of you're seeing this person and what they're giving you isn't what you you know you're really after and there's going to always be this disconnect there because when you know we end relationships not always people the other person doesn't just like die and vanish so when we see this person and it's not the same connection it can be really really challenging what a brave person Nicholas is for like you know making that call because you know that could go on for a while and he'd be kind of accepting something that's sort of less than what he actually truly desires yeah I think I couldn't agree more yeah I couldn't agree more that you have to like protect yourself and I'm so glad that he sent that text like when he felt that in his heart he was like I'm just gonna send it right now I'm gonna send it because I might not send it if I don't and like it doesn't feel good I've been in the friend zone so many times and like even with people I dated that just they were like oh I like you more as a friend and it could be like hard to hang out with them after words and like why put yourself through that there's so many other people in the world that you can be friends with if you have feelings for this guy and he doesn't feel it back like I'm so proud of you for sending that text I'm sure you did it in like a nice respectful way and you sent it from your heart and like good for you like props to you you should not feel bad at all I agree yeah I think you can be friends with an ex but a lot of time has to pass and I actually think the article that we read about knowing you're not ready to move on uh, with dating can also apply to being friends with your ex. Like if you're still totally. thinking about them, if you're like not totally. over them, you can't be friends because it's not a real friendship at that point. So I think when you've moved right on thing. and like he's with somebody else, then I think 
maybe he can revisit this a little bit. Like once he's he's in a happy relationship and like genuinely feels like totally plutonic with this person, then then you know consider whether you want to like be friends. Do you guys agree with that? Yes, you yeah. did the right thing, Nicholas. All right, um, what else we got? Okay, next up we have an email from Emily, and Emily writes. I just went on a date with a guy who is somewhat fresh out of a long-term relationship. He's been single for nine months after a 10-year relationship slash engagement. Anyhow, they are trying to share the dog. He's so attached to this dog and has hundreds of adorable photos of the dog on his phone. But the ex is calling him and crying, dealing with personal issues. And she's seeing him frequently because he has to hand over, she has to hand the dog over to him, etc. I told him he needs to let the dog go and never see her or the dog again so that he can properly move on. Get a new dog. What do you think? Well, this actually happened to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the story of my life. Um, This is like my worst nightmare because my dog (laughs) is my child. So what did you do? Um, How did you handle this? Well, so I was co-parenting my former dog uh, with with my ex-boyfriend and when I started seeing my now fiance and I realized like I can't continue to co-parent this dog with which really means I have to interact with my ex constantly and and I know that we we yeah we definitely treat dogs like they're our children and I felt very very close to this dog but it's not a child and like it meant you know continuing a toxic relationship for way longer than that needed to happen and ultimately like I had to part ways with the dog, which still kills me. And like, I, I get, I get how hard I too had hundreds of pictures, probably more pictures of the dog than my ex-boyfriend on my Instagram feed. Um, very cute dog. Uh, we were very twin, twin looking. Anyway, um, I love it. It reminds me of that, like 101 Dalmatians with like the very beginning of that movie. It's like all the people with their dogs that look like their dog dog. and like, and I really I believe that like Sammy and I are twins. Like she is the dog version of me. We have like the same color hair. Right, right. I'm always like, don't we look alike? Like if I was a dog, wouldn't I be Sammy? So I can, I, I get it. Yes. Well, ultimately I had to say, you know, what is better for, for my life? And I, I had to part ways with it. And I know it's not great and no one wants to hear that. But like over time you see how you're like sort of revisiting bad patterns and like every interaction was fraud and a lot of other psychological games are like, played with that and uh it sucks but I think you gotta you gotta I would I would recommend ending that co-parenting of that dog I've never been through this but I and I can't imagine doing it but if someone you know it sounds like you had the same relationship with your dog that that I did do to my dog so uh I'm just gonna say I agree but like I'm just gonna let your advice stand because you're the only only one that's been through this so I I gotta yeah. say like I I agree I agree do you do you agree? I agree as well and I want to add that I love how ballsy it is that this was after one date that Emily was like yo get rid of your dog yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get a new one right right no that that is she's ballsy. clearly never had a dog to just tell someone like just get a new dog because like for me I'm like if something ever happened to Sammy like I'm like no other dog is Sammy like it's not that easy but it is the right advice yeah yeah or maybe get a cat. I mean, I know that's that's a whole other series of advice. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered, or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please keep all of the inquiries a paragraph or less if you want them on the show. Uh, now let's dive into the reason of the week. 
This week's reason is recovering from a breakup. Yeah, so let's get into it a little bit more. What are the biggest barriers to getting over a breakup, recovering from a breakup, and what advice would you tell our listeners that are struggling with this from from your experience? Sure. I would say that, you know, wherever you are in the process, like be kind to yourself. You know, a breakup can mean a lot of things, no matter how long or short you were in the relationship. Like it can mean a lot. Like you could feel like you had already sort of in your mind completed this whole life with this person. And it can be really challenging to sort of psychically break from that. So, you know, as much, uh, you know, as much time as you need, as much mental space as you need. I, I just really encourage people to like take care of themselves. Um, uh, a, a friend slash client of ours uh, was going through a really bad breakup and she was moving herself all over the city and living in these short-term sublets and found herself one morning commuting from her new apartment to her work, like her new commute, right? Taking the queue and uh, fainted. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, I'm not, I'm not like laughing just cause it was like so ridiculous that this happened. Um, she texted me and I was like, when's the last time you like had a real meal, you know? And I think we go into, and the answer was like, oh, you mean LaCroix and popcorn is like mm. not actually dinner. Um, and I think it's like, we forget to take care of ourselves. We forget how much our bodies like absorb the stress of transition and we go into fight or flight mode. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for, you know, ways that this manifests in other ways in our bodies and, you know, making sure we're eating right and taking care of ourselves and reaching out to those friends who want to be there, you know, to support us. You know, this is the moment our friends have been training for, you know, they want to help. They want to, you know, step up, um, you know, giving yourself the space if you're not ready to date, all of those things sort of are part and parcel of this, like understanding that this is a big life transition and, and you should give yourself the room in your life to take care of that. Angela, when you've had breakups in the past, what's like the the service that you wish you you had that you didn't? Well, I never lived with an ex, which I feel like really complicates things. But um, um, I wish I had somebody to tell me to stop texting them. <laughs> yeah. Do you offer that service? I mean, I, we can. We can. We can <laughs> yeah. say, you know what? I think we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> or like read my text before I send them. Oh, we do that a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We try to make them as transactional as possible, you know, as opposed to like having these lingering feelings about it. Um, you know, trying not to like, like let the text dominate your life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, separating yourself like – from the text, from the communication, that whole idea of like no contact for a period of time can seem monumental from someone you've like been communicating with like 90 times a day, like for five years or something like that. But yeah, it's like weaning yourself off a drug. It is. <laughs> it is. There's something very addictive about like the, the many modes that we communicate now from like Instagram messages to like all that. And so you have to like train your brain to get out of that and like jump into something else. And I'm not saying jump into something else, like start dating again, but like maybe this is a great opportunity to like try that, like, you know, yoga class you've wanted to do or like take up skateboarding. I don't know why that was the example that literally just jumped into my mind, but something like that. I was like a that. skater. I was a skater going to wait. Oh, maybe there's a skateboard in the oh, corner that of is, our I, that is subliminal. Yeah. A subliminal skateboard. It was. Um, so you're only in New York city right now. Um, do you plan to expand? Yeah, we've started working with people in LA and DC, which are also very transplant oriented, like young professional cities. So we've started kind of working with them ad hoc. Um, but our thought is that this is like kind of a service that would work in, in a lot of different places, a lot yeah. of different markets. 
tickets. So it starts at one ninety nine, and that's for the ten day. Yep. And then how how does it scale upwards if you need a longer? So help? we we've been working with folks as long as three months. Um, that more tends to be folks that are leaving a marriage. Um, there's just like a longer series of you know things that need to be um, dealt with. Uh, but so ten days, uh, thirty days, and then three months are sort of our understanding. And how much is the three month service? Three month. Oh my goodness, you're keeping or me one on my month. toes. <laughs> I want to say it's like two ninety nine. All right, we'll day. we'll look it up. Two ninety nine for a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I feel like that's reasonable. <laughs> I do. I think um, so. All right, guys, we're gonna move on a little bit. Because it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. So when all else fails, putting on your headphones and blasting your favorite breakup anthem can always be cathartic. We are going to quiz Lindsay's breakup anthem knowledge in a game we call Breakaoke. Like karaoke, but about breakups. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Oh my gosh. So we're going to read some <laughs> lyrics mm-hmm. from a breakup anthem okay. and you have to fill in the the blank. The blank. Wow. Okay. I'm right. I'm I'm really ready for this. Okay. Angela, take it away. Number 1. And if you need a, a hint, we can provide okay. hints. Oh, okay. We love hints on this show. <laughs> yes. Uh all by myself don't want to be blank 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 anymore. All by, um, well, I'm, yeah, this is Celine. This is a Celine yes. all by myself, all by myself. Great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Angela created this and starting off easy. Yes. Keeping yeah. it easy. All right. Uh, I hate to turn up out of the blue uninvited, but I couldn't stay away. I couldn't fight it. I'd hope you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that for me, it isn't. First, I thought we were doing Alanis Uninvited, and now I'm not sure. What are we? I kind of read it more like Alanis, but this is Adele. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Out of the blue, Uninvited. Adele, our number one breakup anthem singer. <laughs> yes. So I'll read the last sentence. Oh, wait. Did you say it? No. No. I'm going to read the last part again. Okay. I hope you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that for me, it isn't, isn't over. <laughs> Very good. All right. Next. Uh if you go, then I'll be blue because breaking up is blank to do. Hard to do. <laughs> I figured we'd make this an easy one. <laughs> Thank you. Neil Sadaka. Mm. Every millennial's favorite. Every Angela, millennial. have you have you seen the Broadway show about um, uh, what's the songwriter? Carol King. Carol King. Beautiful. 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 Carol King. Yes, Beautiful. Okay. Did. Neil Sadaka. Yes. They wrote, dated. Wrote, wrote a breakup anthem about Carol. And it's oh, like, Carol. It's Oh, Carol. Yes. <laughs> oh, I Carol. I love that you know that and that we're talking about that. I know. Right now. I know. I should have <laughs> talked about I'm it actually sooner because really like. Delighted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carol. I love that. I know. I didn't know Neil Sadaka before I saw the Carol King Broadway musical. Took my mom to it the other day. Great. Oh. Fantastic. Lighthearted musical. Even though, you know, her, her ex like kind of had like a drug cheating problem they somehow keep it like light and lovely and it was a fantastic broadway broadway production and she's someone who thrived after a breakup the ride her whole career didn't even yep. start as a performer until carol after her king. divorce. she Onward killed story. it thrived yeah. it yeah <laughs> if you're breaking up go see the carol king musical i think yes. i think it might be over by the time this podcast airs but it's touring somewhere great I'm sure. exactly yeah travel there <laughs> it'll be worth it all right um is this me next i think yes so. It's not blank, but it's okay. I'm going to make it anyway. Pack it's your no bags. Get up and leave. So, <laughs> it's not blank, but it's okay. I mean, it's Whitney. It's not yes. right, but it's okay. 
Yes, it is. You're going for 100% here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you okay. guys gave me help with the Adele, which I'm <laughs> frankly embarrassed I did see her twice. So <laughs> I was kind of reading it like a rap, so that didn't help. <laughs> and you also referenced a like great B-side Alanis song, Uninvited, yeah, which sure. you should get City bon- of Angels bonus points yeah. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we got two more for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. To the left, to the left, everything you own in the blank, to the left. Box, to the left, Beyonce, Beyonce. irreplaceable. Very good. Wow, and you know the names of the songs. Yeah, like, you, I get, you definitely get don't like songs. like in my Spotify. <laughs> like like when I want to play a song on Spotify, I'm like I'm like trying to like in Google be like that song about this, and I know like three words in the song. I can never remember the name of songs. Well, even just trying to find the lyrics for this, I searched to the left, to the left. I didn't remember that it was yeah, called exactly. Irreplaceable. It should so, be called to bravo. the left, to left. It should, yeah. Actually. Okay, well, last one for you. One taught me love, one taught me patience, oh my and one gosh. taught me blank. Now that now I'm so amazing. Um, well, this is Thank You Next, Ariana Grande. Um, one taught me love, one taught me patience, one taught me, oh my gosh, kindness. What's what? Uh, no, it's about it's about the one that died. Oh, so he right. Taught her. Ooh. I'm gonna give it to you because you knew the name at least. <laughs> yes. But he taught her pain. Oh, pain, died. pain, of course. Yeah. Because that was like an yes. Instagram meme for a while where people would put the three people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I didn't know that. No. More but you knew the song. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic job. I'm still going to give you an A++. <laughs> yeah. Flying uh, colors. Flying colors. Better than than either of us doing more quizzing each other. Yep. Uh, guys, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Lindsay Mech from Onward. You can learn more about Onward if you want to check out their breakup concierge service at www.move-onward.com. Any other plugs we should tell people about, about uh, where they can find you? We're on all the Instagrams at Onward Online, so find us there too. Follow us. Great. And a little plug for ourselves. Check out our book. If you're going through breakup or if you're dating and happy, whatever. Uh, our book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yep. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors in the code, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social ourselves, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye! Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>